Oh, hi there. I didn't see you come in. Welcome to the Almost Better Than Silence podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a different intro. That is a throwback. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's one of our favorite things to do, just when someone's in the room for like yeah. two hours and we've already talked to them. Just randomly do that. <laughs> that is fantastic. I like that. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing pretty good. Who are we again? <laughs> hmm. Good question. Isn't that life's biggest mystery? Who are we? What do we mean? What is our goal in life? I'm the asshole babbling on is Brendan. And this and is Doug. That's me. I am the... T- I'm... Yep. That's Mark. I'm Mark. I am yeah. Mark. It's officially the like most disconjointed intro we've ever done. Yeah. We are really having a hard time, you guys. <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah, it's not easy making content for you guys. <laughs> oh, man. But also, but anyway. Binding of Isaac Afterbirth has been out, and as much as I've talked about it, I'm just right back into that Isaac, Isaac train. So I've been kind of delirious lately because that's all i'm doing it's amazing every time i log into steam that's what you're doing and i'm either backing and forth between talisman and or rocket league just because i i find both games to just be equally like i'm gonna spend forever playing them i still need some time from talisman like i see it and i get mad now like i'm still mad I can't blame you, but the reason I'm, I got sucked back in is because they just recently had a new uh, expansion. The city is now available as DLC, so it's a whole new board, a whole new deck, and some new characters. It is fucking awesome. It's like a, it's like adding so much more to the game, and I'm thrilled. So, and I remember playing the physical board game. The city was one of the more interesting uh board, e- expansion boards. So I'm really glad they brought that to the digital version. And at this point, I think there's only room for one more uh expansion left, the bottom right. I don't even know what it is, but I guess it's coming out uh eventually. Uh so it's not a full new board, it's a new expansion of the board. Yeah, so imagine okay. there's like a, a a square board and then on each corner you can append like maybe another like quarter board. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was thinking like it'd be cool if there was a brand new board. It's the same game, just a new, like you know, basic starting board. No, but another interesting thing I did end up picking up just because I am a, a loner and I always play games alone. <laughs> but uh, they had the Talisman, uh, I guess, single player edition, and I was like, how does that work? So, and I, it's a separate game. Uh, it's called the Talisman Prologue, where it's basically focused on the one player experience and it's telling a story and you have to accomplish different stuff. So I, I haven't played it yet, but I'm eager to do that. I'll probably do some streaming of that just cause well, that way I don't have to worry about uh, other characters and shit. Yeah. I got in a bit of streaming of uh, Isaac the first two days I was out. Uh, I think dubs watched. I think that might be it because <laughs> every single person on Twitch right now is streaming Isaac. Cause it's, oh, wow. so, it's so popular and, with a new expansion, there's so much more stuff no one knows. Like, I looked up the item list to try and figure out, you know, what's this new item? And even, like, the item list I usually go to hasn't been updated yet, because people still really don't know what it does. So, a lot of people are just kind of guessing at what shit does now. It's really exciting. Ah, oh, but it's so hard. Doug, it's funny you brought up Talisman, because that sounded very familiar to me, so I decided to go check out my game library. Um... I own it. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, great. I have a problem. I'm going to admit it. I buy games 
in bulk and forget that I purchased them and promise myself that I'll go back and play them. I have 144 games on Steam right now. Um, That's impressive. I really need to just go play all of them and stop (laughs) buying them. So I set limits on myself. I'm not allowed to buy any more games until I make some headway. That's totally reasonable. And it's funny, I was in a similar situation over the weekend. I was on PSN just browsing what deals they had. And I racked up like a cart of like three games there. I, I almost should have done it because of how good of a deal it was. It was a murdered soul suspect, which was like a, I guess a criminal investigation kind of game, uh, where you, you, you're dead and you have to discover out how you died or something. I don't know. Imagine and then, the movie Ghost. But instead of Patrick Swayze, you're a detective. Yeah, and also like in a heavy rain kind of setting. I don't even know. It seemed very like similar. But regardless, uh, that was one of on the table, and the other was a game called The Bridge, which that t- t- like to me looks so goddamn interesting. And I still am probably going to go out of my way to get it eventually. But uh, have either of you heard of this game? No. No. Isn't there a okay. TV show called The Bridge? Like yeah, stars it's, uh, or something. if you Google it, I'm sure that'll come up before the game. But here, I'll send a link uh, to the trailer. But it's for PS3 and PS4. I'm pretty positive it's exclusive. Uh, but it's a 2D logic puzzle game. Um, it forces the player to reevaluate their preconceptions of physics and perspective. So right off the bat, that sounds pretty complicated. And it is because it, it reminds me of Monument Valley in the way that there's a lot of like really trippy, like, n- Things that don't necessarily make sense, uh, optical illusions, like similar things to like MC Escher's style paintings. I was uh, just about to say that. Exactly. That's a, a heavy influence in this game. But the art style of this is nothing like Mon- Monument Valley. It, in fact, it's like very bland and drab, like d- very gray, uh, almost as if like it looks like potentially everything could have been drawn with a pencil, but also then colored in with watercolor or something. Very artistic feel to the game. It's unlike many that I've seen. But regardless, it looks really interesting, and the levels look extraordinarily challenging. I feel like any anytime someone says a game is like Monument Valley or Monument Valley-like, you'll probably end up buying it. Yes, no, I will. <laughs> because Monument Valley changed me. I, that was, I hate when I hear people say, all mobile games are terrible, all, I, I can't find a single good mobile game. I'm like, well, you just aren't looking in the right places, because that's just one of many. Uh, no, I, I can never play this game, just because it says a logic puzzle. And I consider myself fairly logical. And if I play this game, I will never beat the first level and I'll feel like the dumbest person. It's definitely going to be a, it's going to be testing your abilities. Yeah, I got a uh, braid in like a bundle pack and I, I think I maybe got to the third level and I'm just like, it's, it's too hard. I can't do it. <laughs> I have, I, I bought that in that bundle as well. I, I still need to actually try it out. I, really really want to because jonathan blows the developer for that game right am i right about that i don't honestly know i think he is but he's a very famous indie developer and i uh just want to support his work and stuff but well did you play the portal games bren because i feel like it's probably going to be like brain bending in the same way that those are but it's still like you can manage and get through the game oh portals easily one of the greatest games i've ever played and at I don't think there's any backlash with the second one like there is with most sequels. Um, but the, oh, the there art, shouldn't be. No, there shouldn't be because it's both fantastic and you got Stephen Merchant in the second one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are easily some of my favorite games. Uh, I love the puzzles. I was able to get through all of them without, you know, using a guide or anything. But the uh, co-op part of Portal 2, you can do it with a buddy. And it's great because you can do local multiplayer. 
which I did with a buddy of mine who's not a huge gamer. So when I told him to do stuff, he didn't instinctually know what to do because he hasn't played, you know, he hasn't wasted a third of his life playing video games like I have. Um, so that was tough. And then I played online with a buddy of mine who's a big gamer who already beat it all, but we didn't have mics. So, but the cool thing with Portal is you can, uh, use your cursor to highlight objects, like go here and you can ping it. But because he already beat them, he knew what he was doing and I didn't. So he would be pinging stuff and it would just be, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to reach in through the Xbox and snap your neck. Like, Oh, dude, that I would be that person. You have no idea. I am the most impatient son of a bitch. I'm always like tapping my like as like I'm waiting for things to load. I'm like constantly tapping X. Like my girlfriend's like, you have a problem. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the worst is like if you're tapping it and then like it goes right into a dialogue scene. You <laughs> just like have the dialogue. It's like, exactly. No, I've had stupid issues like that. Don't get me wrong. Like uh. Now, now the new game is trying to piece together what the hell the story is because you've missed half the dialogue. <laughs> exactly but I, I well the whole reason i even br- bring up the bridge though is because yeah i was like on the verge of buying uh a, a, like at least three or four games for a good price but then i was like you know what i have all these other games i haven't even fucking started or played i'm just not gonna do it and then i'm sure the deals will be there another day i am in the same boat yeah i got i think like five games on my wish list and i'm like you know what I'm just gonna wait for the winter sale like the christmas sale when they're gonna be like 50 or more percent off because I think Witcher's on sale right now for like 30% off. Oh, I need Witcher 3. I really need that game. <laughs> and I was like, I'll fi- oh, you know what? It's going to be around at Christmas. I still won't get to it by then. So I'm just going to wait till it's even cheaper then. Just, okay. I still won't play it, though, for two years. <laughs> All right. I need your guys' opinion on this game. I don't know how to feel, honestly. Um, and it it looks really interesting, but also like there's there's definite downsides. But the name of the game, uh, it's currently in beta, I believe, uh, open beta. So if you guys want to go try it out, it's called Dragomon Hunter. So right off the uh, bat, you're thinking of this title. You're like, what the fuck? Dragomon, Dragomon, anything Oman or Emon sounds like Pokemon. So it's very, it's influenced by Pokemon heavily. And then Dragomon Hunter, that sounds like Dragon Hunter or those games or whatever. It's Monster very Hunter? You mean Monster Hunter. Hunter. I'm yeah. sorry. That's what I mean. Oh, uh, God. It's, it's literally <laughs> the, the creators of this game openly admit they're heavily influenced by Monster Hunter and Pokemon. And they heavily. basically. Yeah, they basically went as far as to take both types of games and combine them into one. But the my main complaint is how cartoony and chi- like chibi style the anime little characters are. But other than that, I think it has potential with these uh their versions of Pokemon. Like they're they're actually way cooler and look pretty interesting. They do look cool. Yeah, I think with the characters like on the main page, you got a guy wearing like a full suit of armor. If you just close the helmet, like, so you didn't actually see the face, it would be fine. But it, like you said, it would lose that chibi element, which I wouldn't be against. <laughs> I don't hate it. I, I, I'm pretty indifferent about it. You That's know. what I mean. It doesn't yeah. bother me to the point where I wouldn't play it, but it, it's just something that, like, aesthetically to me, I'm not the kind of person that's like, yeah, I want to play that style of game. But regardless, art style-wise, it looks cool. The trailer looks interesting, and yeah, I think the whole point is you have to catch them all. <laughs> but they can't say that because it's copyright infringement. Yeah, so they have their probably their own version. It's like, I don't know. The amount <laughs> of hours I have in Monster Hunter is disgusting. That's- I spent my whole high school career playing Monster Hunter during study hall. You mean you spent your whole Monster Hunter career 
also in high school. Playing high school. Playing high, occasionally in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I We were talking we, about like the next-gen consoles, and like if I was to pick one, it'd be a Wii U, and a huge deciding factor of getting the Wii U is for Monster Hunter and all the you know previous versions of monster hunter yep um our my friends and i used to all bring our psps to school um all running custom firmware so we we um we didn't purchase the game um but shame shame i was a it was a different point in my life i didn't i didn't have any money i was <laughs> when you were a broke. thief yeah well i buy every look i buy every single game now i haven't i haven't gotten a game illegally and ugh, I don't I don't even know how many years but we would all go meet up in study hall and and play over in the computer lab in the corner and oh such good memories I love monster hunter games <laughs> so do you think this is something you'd uh be interested in playing well I mean I love I've played every pokemon game to completion I've played every monster hunter game that's ever been released so you bring this to my attention. I, I mean, I'll definitely give it a shot. I'll let you know how it is. If I mean, I don't know if you're going to play it as well, but I'm, I'm tempted. That's what I mean. I'm definitely considering it. But uh, I'm thinking of how do you say another way to say "gotta catch them all"? It'd be like "better collect everyone." Dragon Hunter. <laughs> they go as far as <laughs> so uncreative. <laughs> must obtain must obtain a majority of the creatures. Thank God, it's so wordy. <laughs> but anyway, well, that's an interesting one that I figured, yeah, we should have on your radar. If those games are the style of games that you're into, this is one that's on the horizon. You can even go try it out. Like I said, open beta is live. So check it out at dragamonhunter.com. We'll have a link. I think Mark shouldn't play this game just so he doesn't relapse back into like the Monster Hunter phase and just be <laughs> yeah. fired from your job because all you do is monster hunter <laughs> i'm just eager to see if this lives up to the other games if it is actually as fun or what it's it's gonna have to be determined it's interesting because with like monster hunter and those kind of games like i hear the most boring part of a lot of mmos is the grind like where you're just grinding to the next level so you can continue with like the bigger missions and better equipment whereas monster hunter that's all the game is. It's just grinding until you can face a bigger monster. Oh yeah. So some of the later monsters in in uh Monster Hunter games are just they make Dark Souls look like like a child's game. They're so unbelievably difficult and like beating a boss that can one hit you will take an hour and you'll you'll run out of time and you'll fail the mission. Imagine getting the boss down to like 2% health constantly dodging like and then the the clock runs out on you and, and you fail the mission like it's so unforgiving but it's so addicting and I, I feel like there's been a big spike in in overly difficult games recently and monster hunter is, is back on a lot of people's radar because you know it's been around for a really long time but you know, Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Once those got popular, then other games in the same the same realm got popular. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of MMOs, guess what? I just recently got to successfully install uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yay! Yeah, so I can finally play with you guys. But guess what? I bought it. Uh, does anybody actually know this? Guess when I bought this game, and this, and I installed it uh, October like twenty eighth. I actually know because you told me when you were oh, doing it. So I'll, I'll step back from the guessing game. Okay, Mark, I'm guess guessing. when I bought this game. Uh, well, I know you had a beta invite. Yeah, but that's okay. But this is like, I decided not to even purchase it till down the road. 
Okay. Um, uh, uh, July 4th. You bought it on the 4th of July. The, the no, most patriotic you, game you can think yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, even earlier in April, I think it was like April 6th, I pur- purchased the game and I was like, oh yeah, and it was like pretty goddamn expensive. I think it was like 50 or 60 bucks at that point. Oh and yeah, I was it's like, not ah. cheap. Yeah, so, and it was... Uh, is there anything special about the Tamriel Unlimited, or is that just no. like the tag <laughs> subtitle? Okay, that's what I thought. Mark so, has it, but I'll say no. You get well, you can play as an Imperial, and that's pretty much it. Right? No, I, I think the extra money's worth it. Um, is it? You get you get a, a free horse, which helps getting around the map a lot easier. Oh, nice. Well, I'm gonna have to cash in on that. But also, I definitely don't intend on playing an Imperial. Fuck that. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I am an Argonian and I, it just feels so good to get back in the game. But the reason it took so goddamn long for me to even, to even install it and get start playing is the installer was fucking up for me for months. Like I would, I would go in it like at like, I don't know. And everyone knows it's a massive download. So it's yep. like what 80 gigs or something. Yep. When it's all so said and like, done, it's about 80 gigs. Yeah, so I'm thinking to myself, this is going to take a while. So I'd set up my computer to do it. And then right off the bat, it'd be like, oh, something had a problem with reading this patch. Like, uh, try again. So I'm like, okay. And then I, and I was arrow 206 and I was like, whatever. And then I'd Google it and then I'd get frustrated and be like, I'll come back. So then months would go by. I'd do it again. And then it'd be like, arrow 209. I'd be like, well, what the fuck? So then I'd give up again. And this continued to happen until finally I was just like, all right, I'm just going to figure this the fuck out and be like, what are all these errors that I keep getting it? And how do I, fix this because like i don't feel like contacting customer support and i'm sure I, there's like answers on online so what eventually happened was it it just continued to error for me i literally went from error 206 up to error 213 each individual one happening on me i was like what the fuck is going on it was like determined to never install and i had to go through a repair process of the actual uh downloader and then once that repaired, it went through the entire download again, and then was it worked. And I was like, I don't even know what changed to make it work the, the final time. It was so goddamn frustrating, and I wonder if other people have this problem. In fact, I'm pretty, I'm positive they do, because in my Googling the issue, like, there's plenty of people that are like, I literally can't even play the game. And I'm like, it's, that's awful. Wow. I had none of those problems, other than unbelievably slow downloads at times, because they can't seed fast enough. Okay. Yeah, um, no. Mine was just like I guess patch errors and all sorts of like DLL like issues. I don't even know. Interesting. That yeah, that's strange. I I've never heard of that before. It corrected itself too after fucking <laughs> half a year. <laughs> yeah, it was a big file to download, but yeah, I haven't had any problems either. Though there was a point where it kept like kicking me off. Like it would kick me back to the login screen. I have to re-log in. And I think that was just the game's way of telling me, like, hey, maybe you should go to bed. Maybe you should stop playing this. Like, you've been playing for eight hours straight. <laughs> the game seems to have a lot of promise, and I'm really glad that I got it all set up and I made my character. That's about as far as I got, because that took long enough. Yeah. Oh, once you start playing with us, you're going to love it even more. <laughs> oh, the yeah. dungeons are so much fun in a group. I will awesome. say, uh, we've we've talked about it a bit already, um, but the combat's definitely the most, like, skilled and, like, focus-required combat I've seen out of any MMO so far. Yeah. Uh, All I have to say about this is I'm a very, like, seasoned veteran Elder Scrolls player. been playing since Morrowind, so I know how to take down a bitch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, this will be, be, like, muscle memory for you then. It's very different from Guild Wars 2, which I started at a similar time, that the first attack you get in Guild Wars 2 is your auto-attack, because you just 
keep going. You really don't need to stop. Oh, well, the one thing I noticed that your main complaint was you're only limited to five key bindings. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, that's definitely a downside to the game. I I will admit it. Um, But at level 15, you're able to swap weapons. So you can't change your weapon in combat. But at level 15, you get, you know, an alternative weapon you can swap in combat. And with that new weapon, you get five blank um, ability keys. So at level 15, you get about 10 abilities if you want to keep swapping. Um, but yeah, it's still, you know, not as many in front of the powers that they give you. But gotcha. I, I'm a tank in it, and I'm just fucking tearing shit up. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Nightblade archer. Um, uh, the the game is actually for an MMO. It's surprisingly taxing on on your machine. Uh, I guess maybe just moving into next gen consoles and stuff. Developers are making games harder to run, but. I actually recently upgraded my computer. I did a full overhaul for the first time in five years. Um, and honestly, my last build wasn't that bad, but, um, it just goes to show you if you, if you invest like in a good machine, it lasts you a really long time. But so my new machine is, um, an i7-4790K with an H90 liquid cooling system, 16, Ooh. 16 gigs of, uh, DDR3 1600 uh, RAM, an 850-watt uh, Corsair TX850 power supply, uh, a 256-gig solid-state drive, uh, two terabytes of spinning disk 7200 um, hard drive space, and a GTX 970. Four gig. Uh, it's a 4-gig card, too. So nice. This Dude, thing that- is a beast <laughs> yeah that sounds fucking godly oh uh, my only concern and i heard it right off the bat a psu that's only 850 watts are, are you sure that's gonna cut it oh yeah no 850 i actually i don't think like 850 people were like telling me that maybe i didn't need that much really okay i i i don't even know what my own specs are on this fucking piece of shit i need to upgrade but i had an a psu issue and the it was like shitting out on me and i'm pretty sure i had a 700 and i upgraded to a thousand because i was like fuck it and it was, i've never had a problem since so oh, i'm wow. just thinking yeah you might want to just like just in the event like i don't know no i'm glad yeah <laughs> i'm glad you brought that to my attention because I, I i thought 850 was completely fine but you probably will be don't get me wrong but if it like depends on like also what'd you say corsair then you're probably good i forget yeah. i probably cheaped out on like some like sketchy like 700 and it just like shit on me so just something to always consider especially if it's like a gaming pc oh definitely yeah bad a bad power supply can ruin your whole computer if it if it like surges or anything like that it can you can actually fry other components so. yeah i was concerned when mine was faulty uh mm-hmm. the only words i understood was corsair because <laughs> that that is the father of cyclops in x-men and he's uh, a Jesus space Christ. pirate he's yeah, a he's, space he, pirate he's powering my computer right now <laughs> oh nice he's got his like laser so- now he's got like a cutlass not a laser cutlass oh a laser cutlass though that'd be fun sorry now i'm just daydreaming it's okay. It's cool, but no, liquid cooling system, super jealous, because uh, my fans are loud as fucking shit. Oh, yes, this, thing is, <laughs> this thing is silent. Um, you could probably and, hear Doug's computer in the background of some previous episodes. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. Or especially if you, anyone listens to me stream, it's like I'm shouting over my fans. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the thing about liquid cooling systems is they're not as pricey as everyone thinks they are. I I was I was guilty of that as well. I thought they were super expensive, but I bought one of the higher end models and it was only like 90 bucks. And there there's like $40 liquid cooling systems and they're like way better than stock cooling, so just nice a nice bit of advice there. And if you're gaming too long, you can tap into it and get a nice refreshing drink. Yeah, some uh, a nice sip of mineral oil. Mm, it's delicious. Mm. Nice. What kind of a uh, case do you got for this motherfucker? Any kind of like cool LEDs or uh, oh, like yeah. panels oh, and shit? It has. <laughs> yeah, I have a half nine thirty two full full tower. Uh, it's it has full like tons of red LEDs everywhere. Like f- four massive fans on the case, and then some smaller fans as well. Uh, nice, it's dude. Solid, like metal. It's so heavy. The whole thing weighs like over sixty pounds. It's ridiculous. Holy shit! That's uh, insane. That's just a guess, but I, I, I know my dog weighed sixty pounds, and my computer was about as heavy as my dog. So <laughs> I thought that, you were gonna say your dog couldn't pick it up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tried to the Dude couldn't even walk. <laughs> oh Mark, man, Mark's computer looks like the like iconic evil computer in any like sci-fi movie. Like where you walk in, it's just big metal black and red light glowing out of it just like oh it's you know it's the master computer from tron oh dude here i'm gonna send you guys a picture of uh the tower case that i have it's the inwin mana it's like mine's like the opposite of mark's because it's like white and it represents good (laughs) (laughs) so you know mark's just evil but no, it's a. Uh, I that's actually my t- my tower case is like my pride and joy. I just love uh, aesthetically how it looks, and I do have like some uh, pretty cool LED lights going, like blue and green. I couldn't tell you anything about. Mark knows the specs of my computer better than I do. Uh, well, I mean, the case yeah. is just aesthetics at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. This is this is my case. If you if you haven't looked it up already, just whipping out our computer case dicks. Yep, just showing them off. I guess we'll put the links in the show notes because our listeners are totally bored right now. Probably. (laughs) Before we deviate off this topic, uh, Bren's computer, uh, he had an an old HP system with an an Athlon 2 chip. It's a quad core. He has 6 gigs of DDR3-1333 RAM, a 450-watt power supply, a GTX 650 uh, 1-gig card, and a 500 gigabyte 7200 rpm spinning disk for a hard drive so um maybe time to upgrade soon but i don't know what you said (laughs) just nothing made sense there (laughs) it's quite all right at least you have me and mark for friends we'll help you out someday (laughs) well we were planning on going to just like uh micro center just this crazy big computer like warehouse essentially and i only go with mark because I don't know what to get otherwise. <laughs> it's okay, man. <laughs> He's my shopping consultant. <laughs> they might right. they probably know me there, but oh right, yeah, let's let's talk about something else. Let, yeah, let me deviate. <laughs> all right, so here's something I only want to bring up briefly because we're not we try to be techie, but uh, so there's two phones on the horizon that look pretty interesting to me in the Droid uh, Scape uh, Droid. Uh, what's it? The Droid Turbo 2 is coming out, so that's got my eye, because I have the Turbo now, and I love it. I honestly think it's the best phone on the market. And then, also, the LG V10. Uh, that looks fucking ridiculous. Oh, it yeah. Actually yeah, you're looks right. It like, does. the most, like, I don't even know how to describe it other than high-end phone available. Uh, it's got, like, a 5-inch, uh, full, 
Uh, it's got a second screen. I'm not even sure what that exactly entails, but uh, it's also capable of 4K uh, Ultra HD video. It just looks ridiculous. I'm pretty sure I was reading somewhere about it that it it's capable of taking like a four foot fall to concrete multiple times without issue. So and what they mean by without issue, no uh, noticeable cracks on the screen and no like uh, messing up the functionality of the phone. Wow. So that's honestly for the technology, it's like extremely high end and it's also durable. Like you, that's actually something I feel like the phone industry has been having a hard time tackling. It's like, yeah, I'll get the latest and greatest, beautiful, awesome phone. But then I, like me earlier in this, like this podcast, for instance, I was complaining how I dropped my fucking droid turbo just barely and it like it it became a brick and I had to go through the process of getting a substitute phone and waiting for the new one to come in the mail, the replacement phone. At least I was lucky enough that they sent me a replacement phone, uh, due to the circumstances. But regardless, it's just crazy that you put so much money, like, and it's such a huge investment, like four or 500, $600, $700 for a fucking phone. Yeah. What is, what is, uh, the one you just mentioned come, like, how much is it unlocked? Do you know? Let me see here. Uh, how about I don't know. In fact, let me try to find that out. Because I am actually looking for a new phone as well. Um, I have a Nexus Five right now, uh, and I've had it for over a year and a half at this point. Um, and the battery life is not great, so I'm I've been looking at the new Nexus Six P, um, but I'm keeping my options open. So I'm glad you brought you're this not- up because you know maybe maybe I'll look into this also. You're well, not, you're not exclusive with the Nexus Five. You're uh. It's a very open relationship. Oh yeah, speed date. No, you I don't. I don't with phones. I don't uh, tie myself down here. Okay, so retail price is six seventy two. Okay, it's it's you know that's a that's a, that's a smart smartphone. I, I it's hard to believe that it's like yeah, a goddamn phone costs more than a PlayStation Four. <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, it gets kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, but then again, your PlayStation 4 isn't shooting 4K video and all that kind of shit, too. So, I mean, I think that is a little overkill for a phone, but also that is just the future. And honestly, it's going to be everything's 4K. Everything's going to be, everyone's going to need to upgrade their drop boxes because everyone's going to need more space. It's going to be ridiculous. Like, I think that's something like, exponential in the way that Moore's Law is. It's going to be like, people are just c- continually going to just be amassing and I don't want to say useless data, but like data that only matters to them. And when they die, it's basically useless because it's like, oh, I've have a thousand pictures of all the meals I ate and all this other <laughs> stupid shit or like all these like literally hundreds of gigs of selfies. It's like, you know what I mean? I Do you guys know anyone who actually stops like in a meal, like they get their food and they're like, wait, I have to take a picture before I can start eating. I can't say that I know anyone that anal about it, but I, I've seen so many pictures of food on various news feeds that yes, those people exist. Oh, I, I have my, one of my friends has a friend, so I don't, I've met him once, but I've, Apparently, he will not eat a, a meal without taking a picture of it. It's <laughs> oh my god, it's a compulsive that's, thing. Like, that's fucked up, actually. Ugh. Yeah, it's it. And if you've ever been on Instagram or whatever, and just you, someone like posts a picture of what they cooked, and it just looks awful. Like, you know, it's like if you're gonna post pictures of your meal, at least make it like good. Like, yeah. post something that's like a culinary b- masterpiece. Don't post a picture of your pasta. Like, I don't know. It but bothers do you, me. Do you see what I'm saying though? As far as we're like 
creating this mass amount of digital garbage and it's just uh, it's just collecting it's like where does that go it's like we're gonna we have this cloud are we just gonna fill the cloud with like so much data that it almost like breaks the structure of it i yeah now i've thought about it as well um i wonder if they'll ever implement anything that's like you know this data hasn't been accessed in 15 years we're just gonna erase it because I feel like we'd get to that point. Well, that's already happened with like uh, services like MySpace and stuff. Like I can't go to my old MySpace from 2004 or whatever because it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, they thank just, God! They just wiped all that shit. Yeah, which is fine, but it's also <laughs> a bummer because it's like, oh, one of the like first bands I was ever in. Like music was goddamn horrible. I'm sure, but I'd still would love to go back and reminisce. But I can't because they just wiped everything. I remember with my MySpace, I didn't want to do it, so a friend made one for me. But she used a fake email account, like one that no one actually used. So in order to delete the MySpace, I needed to uh, like use the code they sent to that email. I was like, but it's not a real email account. Like I can't, I can't delete it. Like so, there's no way of me actually deleting the MySpace. Oh Jesus! But I, you know, it's gone now. Yep, yeah, it took care of itself. Yeah. Uh, but at least, Mark, if you're in the market for a phone, keep your eye out for the LG V10 and then, yeah, the Droid Turbo 2. Because I love the Turbo. I bet the Turbo 2 is going to be even better. That's what I'll probably upgrade to whenever that day comes. But one last thing in the phone department before we move on. I did just see that somebody claimed a million-dollar bounty for hacking the iPhone 6. Uh, let me just post this in our conversation for you, for you guys. But basically, I guess the task was uh, set off by Zerodium, th- this team that basically s- had this c- competition. Whoever is capable of hacking this first will get a million dollars. And they tweeted uh, just today, actually, that our bounty has expired and we have a winning team uh, who made a remote browser-based iOS 9.1 jailbreak untethered. So it's just it's crazy that uh, they put this kind of huge price on the task and then people stepped up to the plate and it's it's already gone that so i'm assuming these were white hat hackers doing this well i'm assuming too but i'm not sure i i it pretty much i I doubt they would fund anything (laughs) yeah yeah you're right that was a dumb question obviously (laughs) no i i no i i understand because i wasn't sure myself (laughs) it was a nsa they were helping give money to people stealing our privacy (laughs) but i just thought it was interesting and congrats to those people like uh that's just exciting that is cool yeah i had a buddy of mine who's huge into the civilization game and i think he was saying that fire axis the developers of civilization were claiming that civ 5 would be like unhackable and or unmoddable and you won't be able to you know crack into it and make your own custom mods for it and like i think he said like a month later Everyone had mods for it, and he kind of suspected that it was Firex is kind of taunting like mod- uh, modders and the modding community, like daring them to do it. Like, go ahead, let's see what you can do. Like, just go nuts, because Civ's one of the biggest modding communities I can think of, mm-hmm. along with Skyrim and all them. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, but with like all of our data that you were talking about, like the you know useless personal data that we all have that is only relevant to us, and no one actually wants it. There's, uh, I don't know how prevalent it is. I think it's in China right now, but like tombstone or headstones on graves actually have like video screens and people are doing like little slideshows or videos of like that person's live on the tombstone. 
and they have um the QR codes so you can scan it and get like pictures of that person and stuff when you're visiting their grave. Wow, well see that at least puts the data to use. Otherwise it's literally just I I'm sure it'll just get deleted realistically, but otherwise I, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same goes for all the old-timey photos of like people from the 50s like you know, where does it all go when they die? Either gets passed on if it's actual any sentimental value or it's just gone. Yeah. To the sands point. of our times. Oh, da, da, Jesus. Da, da. Reminding us that we're all stardust. But, okay, <laughs> so here's one game that has me super excited, because you guys both know I am a fan of everything that Quantic uh, Dream has produced, which they have provided Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls. Uh, David Cage. Yeah, the next game that is on the horizon for them is a game called Detroit. Have you heard of it? The no, city, not the game. But No, it's called Detroit. Oh. I'm looking at the trailer, and this looks so cool. Uh, okay, so I've heard let of me the just, city, not the game. <laughs> no, the game, it's the new Heavy Rain, basically, but a whole new premise and everything. The And the reason that uh, the game is titled Detroit is because it's set in Detroit in a future setting where... Detroit was known for being an industrial city and I guess it kind of fell out of that and became very crime ridden but in this uh, future setting Detroit is back with a booming industry and that being the android industry and I think the main character's name is Kara and you play as an android uh, interacting in this futuristic world basically uh it's another androids interacting with human story. Like we already experienced that with Ek Machina and like thousands of other sci-fi before that. But I'm just eager to see how they uh, approach it, especially knowing uh, the success of their previous games. In my opinion, they're both great. Oh man, this is just another reason for me to get a PS4. <laughs> Without a doubt, no. The PlayStation wins. Everyone listening to our podcast, I am on PlayStation side. Fuck Xbox. I although here I am with my Microsoft Surface Pro. Like I think Microsoft provides like all sorts of fantastic products but i also think uh if you want a console and i i'm just diehard playstation every time i ever had a playstation console i've been extremely pleased and all the games are great i i have an xbox one right now um i was sort of pressured into getting it um <laughs> i don't hate it. like don't get me wrong it's a great system i don't hate it at all I just imagine what? a gang like attacking you in the middle of the street, and they're all wearing Steve Jobs mask and like black turtlenecks, and they're just like, "Wait, you think you're gonna get Sony? You want Sony?" And they like smash you in the kneecap. And it's like you're gonna buy an Xbox, son. God, you're gonna, it's so you're gonna buy Microsoft, son. It's funny you say that because this is this is the God's honest truth. I had a dream that I was given a Xbox One as a gift, and I was I woke up and I was like, it was a nightmare, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, I wanted the PlayStation, so that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, my, my situation, I. I just started my new job and a bunch of the guys there were like playing Xbox one together and like talking about like how much fun they were having. And I, you know, I just wanted to be one like, of the boys. Yeah. I just wanted to, I don't know. Like it, it sounded fun. They were like really, really trying to get me to buy one. So I eventually caved in and sure enough, they stopped playing like a month after I got it. So, I mean, yep. I, I still use it, but, a PS4 is in my near future for sure. Well, the cool thing about that is, yeah, it has trade-in value. It's 
pretty, I'm sure you can get money for it, but that's depending on if you like don't have certain games that you really are like have your heart on. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep it. Um, who knows? Maybe in the near future, like something Xbox exclusive will catch my eye and I'll be happy that I have it. But as definitely, yeah. Hmm. I have trouble with this Detroit game just because I don't know. I guess I feel like Blade Runner and Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep did the Android story so well. Like every anytime I see Android stories, it just immediately goes back to that. And I compare it to that. So to me, the game just looks like a you know David Cage's take on uh, Blade Runner. Pretty much, yeah. No, that's a fair assessment. But I'm eager to see if they can bring anything exciting and new to the table. I feel like David Cage is kind of like a slightly better version of Peter Molyhew, where like he has this dream and he keeps promising all of this amazing stuff. Like, this game's going to be revolutionary. And then it comes out and it's like, the console can only do so much. Like, it can't be what he's promising. But David Cage is actually a little more realistic with it, as opposed to Peter Molyhew, who's just fucking insane and just like promising the world. It's like, yeah. no, it's, it's Fable. It's, you know, Fable <laughs> silly, but. You can't, you know, you can't create a baby from playing the game. Like, it's not possible. Peter Molyhew, like, tone it down. <laughs> but, all right, I need you to bring up this phone game you uh, posted in Slack. <laughs> yeah, I found um, found this article somewhere floating around online. It's uh, off of Wired. But it's a game that was actually banned off of the App Store or on uh, for Apple's App Store. And I think Android oh, man. is about to. But it's uh, a game called Send Me to Heaven, and it just measures the distance your phone goes when you throw it up in the air. So the whole point of the game is literally just to throw your phone as hard as you can into the air and then catch it again and try to beat your record. Um, oh, this sounds like something Mark would like want to like master. <laughs> oh <laughs> With my like the, gosh. the you had previously on an episode mentioned how you were like the best at the clicker game. I'm just imagining you like putting I don't even know uh, a phone on like on a catapult and just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Having somebody on the other end of its trajectory, like with like a pitcher, like a, a baseball mitt. Well, I think the highest <laughs> recorded uh, height they've gotten is actually like two guys who had a slingshot and shot it straight up, and then, like, tried to catch it. Oh man, that's what I would do. I I'd, I almost want to beat them, but I don't want to use my phone. I'd pretty much take my enemy's phone or somebody that's not expecting it, and then just be like, "All right, let's well, uh, attach a parachute to it." Like a worst would be you like parachute. you chuck yeah. it as hard as you you chuck it as hard as you can into the sky, and then you realize you forgot to install the game. Like, oh. <laughs> you should go to like a elementary school like science fair, and you start t- taping phones to like the bottle rockets, and they're shooting them up and trying to catch them when they come back down. Oh, uh, that's actually genius—the rocket idea. My favorite thing though is like that's a silly idea in it, in it of itself, but they talk to the creator of it. It's like Petrie Savarsky or something. He's a 50-year-old guy in Prague, developed the game. And they asked him, like, why he wanted to do this. Like, why he wanted a game like this. And his honest quote is, like, I wanted to break as many iPhones as I could. That is amazing. (laughs) My hat is off to this man. That is genius. It is just so funny that so many people would even participate in this game. And they'd even go as far as to leave user reviews. So one user wrote... I've broken my S4. I think they took the fun out of the game right before I failed to catch my phone. Fuck. <laughs> and then another one was, I already got a good ding on the corner of my razor from it. 
I'm like, Jesus, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. I just can't believe uh, people participate in it. It's just such a silly concept. I think it's hilarious that people are stupid enough to participate. I, Especially after we earlier just finished saying how much of an investment like these smartphones are. It's it's just absurd to just be like, yep, and I'm going to throw it up in the air as high as I can. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's – I think they started off 4chan. Like, it seems like everything does. But it was a prank that – those going around on the internet telling people like, Oh yeah, the new, you know, iPhone 4S. Um, they're actually super, they're like waterproof now. So like you can dunk it in water and it'll still work and you just dry it off, you know, pretty quick afterwards and you can still use your phone and it's designed. So if you get pushed into a pool or you get caught in the rain, like your phone won't be immediately destroyed. And like a bunch of people online were like, Oh, that's amazing. Let me go test it out. And would throw their phone into like the sink and it just immediately breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Oh my God. Don't. I'm pretty sure there was like a scam online. It was like, Oh, your iPhone's microwavable. Like, yeah. That's try. another one. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. Do your research. Don't immediately, like, don't take some random guy's word on it online. <laughs> oh my God. Cellular uh, Darwinism. <laughs> I mean, uh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm not, I shouldn't be pointing fingers. I'm not much smarter. <laughs> oh, me neither. I've definitely had my fair share of moments, so. I'm pretty angry at the uh, Android App Store right now. Uh-oh. I just spent um, 18 bucks on a game. Uh, the game's called The World Ends With You. And it's a, oh, I love it. It's actually, yeah. yeah, it was originally a DS game, and it's like one of the greatest DS games ever made. Yes. I got it. Started playing, like, five minutes of it the next day android pushed an update for my phone and it doesn't work anymore it just oh. crashes it doesn't even open and i i heard the last time there was a big android update that it took them close to 10 months to patch it so, i was just gonna say at least you can hope that they're gonna figure it out but ooh, yeah no it's because i got the new marshmallow update and it's like it was a huge overhaul in the system so I I don't have any high hopes of me being able to play the game and um so I just blew 18 bucks for no reason. Oh man, I'm that sorry sucks. to hear that. Yeah. Honestly <laughs> though, I feel like uh I only would want to play that game on a DS for some reason. I don't know why. That, when you did play, did it feel like it was uh like correctly Ported. adapted for mobile? It it was impressive. The I mean, you know how how different of a game that was in terms of the controls yes um and because i think it was i mean it's square enix and they did the port and everything i think they did it right obviously the ds is better but i i wanted it for mobile just because i find myself in like so many situations where i'm just like i don't know either waiting for someone or i'm at work and like i have nothing to do for like an hour because like i'm waiting for someone to get back to me and like I just wanted to have a cool mobile game to play, so that's why I got it on my phone. Because you can't be playing a DS at work. <laughs> so gotcha. Um, yeah, that. Well, yeah. I don't even own a DS anymore, and it's a game that I miss. So I might end up getting it for mobile. But you said it was eighteen dollars. That kind of yeah. is like wow. It was, I wouldn't expect that. It was yeah, it was seventeen ninety nine. The only reason I didn't try and return it is because I do have like a tablet running an older version of Android that I'm pretty sure it'll work on. So I'll probably just go install it on that and then I'll just play it there. But it, but it defeats the purpose of why I bought it in the first place. Yeah. So, oh, well. that's a bummer. Yeah, it happens. I think I'm not a big mobile game guy because as much as I am 
filling every orifice of my body with information at all times when I'm on the computer. Um, I think school has kind of like conditioned me to like, oh, I got nothing to do for 40 my 45 minutes. I'm going to take a nap. So like I just sleep everywhere. Because <laughs> anytime I was in school and I did some, I finished my work earlier, you know, I had a free period, I would just sleep. Nice. <laughs> so I never, I never have a desire to like hunt down new mobile games and like find something to do. And cause I was just like, eh, I can sleep. And then that 45 minutes is gone as opposed to, you know, struggling to try and accomplish something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just do nothing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm the laziest bastard. It's cool. Uh, well guys, I think that's a pretty solid episode. Is there anything you want to bring up before we do plugs? Hmm. I don't think Bren can hold much longer. I know. I'm <laughs> running out of time. Oh. Okay. Uh, Sorry no. for plugs. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, oh, uh, ABTD. We got, what, our third episode just came yep. out? Yeah. Uh, relative to whenever that it is of this episode coming out, I don't know. But there's three episodes out. Yeah, go check it out, people. It's it's pretty awesome adventure so far. Um, also, we have That's So Kawaii with Mark. Uh, check that out. I'm sure there's probably a new episode by now. Mm-hmm. Yep, there is. So, other than that, uh, give us a like or a follow on Facebook. Our handle's ABT Silence. I'm personally streaming every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. on Twitch. And other than that, if you guys want to send us suggestions, please send uh, anything, like your ideas for what you want to hear on the show, uh, certain categories for Ives the Walrus, anything like that, send those things to almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. And other than that, uh, if you get a chance, give us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And I think that's it. Our anything st- you want to say? Our standard plea each episode. Please, yeah, really. Please like us. Please Listen, review us. I feel bad at the end of every episode. It's like, please. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Don't give us a review. Instead, tell someone you think would like this show. Oh, fuck God. the reviews. Just tell someone you think that might enjoy listening to us. See, I think Brand should take over plugs because I'm just like, re- like going through the motions and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make it viral. Screw the system, man. Yeah, we don't we'll- need your five stars. I'll fuck make my plugs. own five stars with Blackjack and Hooker. You know, forget the five stars. Nice. All right. Well, that's a, that's a wrap, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.